The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, anorexia nervosa, bulimia and or obesity, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, excessive chapping of the lips after kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. Yeah, that is I always just, depressing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how many industries that actually covers these days, though. That's the, no, that's kind of an issue. I, I don't know. I don't think we're that special anymore. I really don't. I know. We're kind of like the, the bastards in line with the rest of the bastards. Um, I just I had people write in uh, a couple of days ago, and they're like, it sounds like one of those drug commercials. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the point. This is your brain. This is your brain on Hollywood. <laughs> so, okay. I'd say any questions, but everyone seems to want to work in entertainment. Um, we did get a write-in asking if Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were married again. No, by the way. But where is that coming from? Kid, don't care. I don't know. That that was my response. I'm like, uh, where where and why? Um, I, I think that wasn't the divorce the Brad Pitts and Angelina's divorce getting ugly and stuff and Yep. I thought I thought Jennifer was married to uh Justin Thoreau. They're separated. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. She is a, she is a sweetheart. She's a nice lady. She mm-hmm. really really she's doing a new another film, a murder mystery with uh Adam Sandler again. And those two have really good on screen on screen chemistry. I really did like Along Comes Polly, and I don't like chick flicks. Oh, it wasn't really. It wasn't that chicky a flick. There, there was some gross out. I just remember Ben Stiller having the sweaty, hairy belly of a man like oh, uh, yeah. up against his face. Face, oh, yeah. but that was a. Uh, what's that? No, that was Ben Stiller. That wasn't him. It was that, no, that was Ben Stiller. Yeah. Uh, and her and Ben Stiller are doing another film. Oh no, her and, no, her and Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler are, doing, are doing the murder mystery. The Did do-over? her and Adam? The Do Over, I think, was one of their movies. I don't remember He's, them. He, I thought he did more with Drew Barrymore. Uh, oh, he was excellent with Drew, Drew Barrymore. That was uh, Fifty First Dates and The Wedding Singer uh, and yeah. The Changer. Or something. Another, they went there was to they went one. to Africa. They went to Africa on an African safari, and they had to pretend like they were a couple. Yeah, there there were a few. Um, they did well together. I always liked uh, Jennifer Aniston with Ben Stiller, so I think I read that wrong, just wishing it was true. Mm. And then, uh, did you see the skit with Andrew Garfield and uh, James Corden? Jane, uh, okay, it's going to be on James Corden's Tonight Show. What did he do? 
they 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 were doing this thing where they were auditioning for Game of Thrones, which is you know, the <laughs> biggest deal in the world right now. And it was like full frontal with uh, James Corden and Andrew Garfield. There are just some things you can't unsee. Uh, I'm hoping that was a web-only thing. Otherwise, there would have been strategically <laughs> placed wolves' heads. <laughs> no, there were there were there were the fuzzy boxes. Ah, which you can't tell if that's how they look in real life. So, oh, you know. <laughs> there you go. But it was know. really love, it was really funny. I love Game of Thrones. Uh, first episode made up for the fact that it took like a year and a half to come to freaking fruition. You know. I haven't seen the. Uh, I haven't seen it. I watched season one, and I got to be honest. I'm going to get hate mouth this. I didn't like uh, it. Uh, I didn't like the book either. My brother made me read the first book, and I didn't like it. I haven't read the book because I always fit. I always. Uh, I don't go to the book if I've discovered something in a different medium. Yeah, the, it 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 does. I one let, of them I let the, TV, the other. I let the I let the TV show run its course. Then I'll go to the book. You know. Ah. Uh, so I'll be reading the books after this last season, season, so I can get more. So that's nice little. It's a nice little bonus for me to get more information over something, you know. Well, yeah, and that and that makes sense. It's a good way to do it. Um, it was well written. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just I don't like it. But then I didn't like The Walking Dead. I and everyone loved that. It was too dramatic for me. Dramatic or too gory. Dramatic. I don't care about gory. It's just corn syrup. Huh. I thought that I thought the drama was actually. They had me at that first conversation between the two sisters about talking about how their father took them out fishing, and one of them the, they would always throw the fish back. The other one they would always keep the fish because that's what each daughter needed. But you know, they had me. They they had me at that. I think that was like a, only a couple episodes in. And I'm, I'm, and, I'm st and I'm still watching The Walking Dead. You know. I just, I don't get it. But then again, you know, my, my preference for TV shows, I would never produce. Like, I'm going to watch Blue, Pan Blue Planet, stuff like that. I'm more into yeah. doc use. Oh, wasn't there a, I think I started watching Blue Planet Live, and I think they were doing a, a wonderful thing about, you know, this is these and these little sea turtles, only a few of them will make it to the show, and they, they're starting to help them, but... Then they, the girl turns to the camera and a seagull zips in and wraps off with a couple of the turtles. Oh, that happened. There was a big televised thing where they'd saved this penguin. Uh, and they'd gone through a whole bunch saving the penguin and then an orca ate it as soon as they put it back in the water. Was, I was remember like hearing a thing bucks. about like, like an otter uh, that was right around the Exxon Valdez spill. Yeah. They released an otter and then it immediately got munched by a killer whale. Yeah, nature's a... Bitch, people. Seriously. I know. They don't have any respect for how much money you put in to save a... Uh, I know. And, and, and they don't care how cute you are. Uh, just done. You're done. Done. If you're delicious, you're delicious. There are things there that, you know, I, I think there was a uh, term that, uh, a phrase that I learned from the Joe Rogan face. They can kill you with their face. You know, how often does that, you know, how does that happen? They have stuff in their face that can kill you. That's but, terrible. Mm -hmm. But it's true. True. Right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about today? Uh, they've got uh, the skin trailers coming out. That's with Jamie Bell, which to me, the whole thing when I read it kind of sounded like uh, a knockoff of that film. It had the kid from The Terminator. 
um, and Edward Norton, American History X. It just sounds oh. like an it just sounds like American History X redone. So it's skin is uh, in reference to skinheads. I would assume. Yeah, it, it's it's for mm. skinheads, and well, isn't that guy on the short list to play James Bond? And so I think he might want to get his acting, you know, uh, stretches out now uh, before before he uh, steps into the role. Because if, you, if you're you know, if you're copying a role that Edward Norton did, you're going to lose. Well, Except Edward, for the Hulk. <laughs> I actually like what he did with the Hulk. You know, I mean, so I did, did I, but it failed. You know, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't have an Avenger, an Avengers movie yet. Yeah, uh, but I mean, if it's it's there's many aspects of that. There was a, I think there was a, a movie called Chopper uh, about. Uh, Eric Banya playing a real guy who infiltrated some white supremacist groups, I believe. Oh, I love believe. Eric so, Banya. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what put him on the map. Unfortunately, we just really couldn't give him anything to to do. He was good in Black Hawk Down. Right. That's where I discovered him, and that's why I went to go. That's why I went to find out <laughs> other stuff. Also, another actor who didn't play the Hulk very well, but again, I don't want to blame him. I, you know, I grew up with Eric Bunner. We had a show. It was like your Saturday Night Live in Australia. Mm. It was called uh, Full Frontal. Okay. And it was it was full frontal comedy. It was it was called Full Frontal. It was a, it was a sketch comedy show, and Even he was sketch comedy. He was phenomenal. That was where he started. So He's when really I saw pretty. him as when I saw him as like uh, you know the Hulk and in Black Hawk right. Down, I'm like, is that Eric Banner? Mm-hmm. And I just remember him coming on and being like, hi, I'm Eric Banner. This is Full Frontal. Like, he'd come on and do it. They did a great skit, like, Australia's Most Wanted, where he gets beat up by a bunch of guys because he's the guy from Australia's Most Wanted. He's like, no, I'm an actor. I'm just playing the part. It was, it's, but it's really funny. Um, but his, his entire background was comedy. That's all he did. And he did it back home. So when huh. he came here and started doing that, it was very odd to me. Fair enough. Well, I mean, it's, uh, the chopper... Uh, movie lacked any sort of comedy whatsoever. That was that was straight, straight ahead drama, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that's kind of where apparently me and uh, well, I okay, I discovered him in uh, Black Hawk Down, down. But apparently that's where America discovered him was in that dark drama. So you know how we are. We can't let you do anything different. You know, you get you get pigeonholed. You get typecast, and that's what you know. Hey, you're working so. I'm not going to complain. I like Eric Bunnell. Mm-hmm. He's, um, I don't know him. I know a few people back home that worked with him and just said he's, you know, easy breezy. Typical Australian, not a Russell Crowe type. So well, he's, that's uh, <laughs> he's pretty know, chilled that, that makes it that the fact that we haven't given him the thing that he can grab onto yet, you know, like Hugh Jackman has Wolverine and, and that curtailed to him through a bunch of other things. things. But you look at someone like uh, a fine, fantastic actor, Eric Vanya, but there's just nothing there for us to continuously remember him by. Right. I think it would be good if you got if he was put in some comedy, just because again this is probably bias and this he is pigeonholing. I grew yeah. up with him in comedy. Put him in comedy. <laughs> yeah, he's very good at it. Why not? You know, we've seen him. And if there was that weird uh, one movie where he went back in time to sleep with his daughter. I have not seen this film. Time Traveler's Wife, I think it was called. Oh, I heard about that. I didn't see it. That was with uh, Rachel McAdams. Probably. Oh, she's in everything. So, but yeah, <laughs> she's, very she's creepy. Good. 
I thought she was quite good in most things she does. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to go to break. We do, and just a, we do in a just a couple of minutes, and then uh, Tim Allen's got Last Man Standing. That's not getting great reviews. Reviews? Uh, it's getting good ratings, though. It is. I, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Tim Allen's usually pretty good. Yeah, and uh, the reviews. Let's see. They're probably left-leaning uh, reviewers. In which case, I believe the official response from the camp of Tim Allen is. Uh, has nothing to do with any of that. It more had to do with um, the show. So the episodes take longer to pick up than most episodes. It's not done in the standard format, which I'm not against. I think that's a good thing. What do you mean? I watched the show. It's like it's a standard three camera. Uh... Uh, they're saying it doesn't pick up as soon into it as they'd like. It was uh, Fox that was grumbling at them. Meanwhile, Fox picked it up. Right. But it was one of the reviewers... Um, for Fox and then one for ABC and ABC used to have uh, home improvement on it. Yeah, I don't know what you mean that it doesn't pick up fast. What? Um, that that was the review. It didn't pick up fast enough. I have I no guess. idea it what that means. Going fa- it didn't get going fast enough. Mm, they, they, they throw a... I mean, I don't like what they... They changed two characters on it that I didn't like what they did. They, had, uh, they made them uh, more stupid than they were sweet before. Uh, but, uh, no, it always starts with an opening gag like any other sitcom and goes right in. Yeah. No. So it no. could just be, well, it's, it's ABC and it's. Yes. The ABC, the, the people who canceled Roseanne. And, and, uh, Fox, Fox is grumbling at its own show in that one of the reviewers. So, um, I'll put it up online. You guys can have a look and that would be my question. Here's one question. We'll give you a, a, a picture from Pino's palette. Mm-hmm. Why do you think a show would grumble about... Why do you think a network would grumble about its own show? That, to uh, me, is stupid. I don't know. That's... I mean, if it's if for politics and stuff like that, I mean, they canceled Roseanne over uh, a, a dumb tweet, you know? For, I'm talking about Fox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. You know, I'm not against... The, i got to say... We, I know we I, have to go I, don't understand, I don't understand the criticism. I really don't. I, I I don't know. It could just be a couple of bad reviewers. Um, but I, I do get them cancelling Roseanne. I really do get that. Um, I'm, it's not a matter of agreeing or disagreeing with it. I understand why they did it. Um, guys, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this because I know you guys will shout on Twitter. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, g'day, g'day. So, um, we were going through all of that before, but I think the, the most shocking thing for me in television right now mm. is that Sesame Street is doing a Game of Thrones sketch with Elmo. Well, that was a few, that was a few years ago, and that... Well, that- that was they're, they're doing they're doing Elmo brings peace to Westeros in Sesame Street Game of Thrones sketch, that's mm-hmm. going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, here's here's my thing: Why the hell would the children know the reference? At least they shouldn't. Ah, uh, well, at that age, you don't really know much of stuff. I think that's to get the parents to turn the television or to watch or to turn it for them. You know. <laughs> God, I no, hope so. I mean, the uh, the Sesame Street is uh, what is it? Uh, two to six. Yep. Is the age range or something along that, those lines? Yep. Correct. And of course, there's no gore or uh, nudity or uh, or what is the, the what are the what do they what do they call that that when they, uh, they it was a new term term uh, sex position you know. Uh, instead of exposition, you put sex in. That way, the exposition doesn't sound that boring. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, for whatever reason, if it's an exposition scene, uh, you need to take. You need to get naked. So, uh, the uh, the girl who plays the mother of all dragons got. She got irritated at this after a while. Well, and she said, "I'm not getting naked unless it's really crucial to the plot." That's because they just kept her naked. Yeah, which I was kind of cool with. I mean, her walking naked out of the fire, that was important. I don't know. Okay, so what am I going to do? Spoiler alerts here? No, but, yep. Spoiler, it, spoiler alert, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so if you there, haven't seen Game of Thrones Season 1, God, even I've seen it, tough. <laughs> but, yeah, there was a couple of times where there was, for literally no reason at all, she was naked. Now, I wasn't thinking about, hey, is this really crucial to the story? Because there was naked in front of me. 
So, you know, I, I, I don't tend to look for that past that much. So, well, that's why we, well, that's why we, why we do it. You put naked people in because it draws attention, especially mm-hmm. when it's a pretty woman. Yeah, I know a filmmaker who, uh, there was a house being torn down, so he found out about it, wanted to blow it up for his, for his, for his movie. Uh, got all the permits, went through all the rigmarole, took him five months to get it, get everything done. They blew it up. Uh, and uh, the, the very next scene is a naked woman running away from that house, and he noticed the audience was paying more attention to that. So he said, I'm not blowing anything up in any of my movies anymore. I'm just going to have naked people running around. Well, it's it's true. It's a, that's a hard, it's not that hard to argue with. It really is. <clears throat> I think it's because you guys have this weird balance here where you... <laughs> Like vilify nudity and vilify sex, but then sell the hell out of it. It's very confusing. Yeah, we're very confusing. Confusing, you know. Uh, yes, we we make our bread and butter off some of that. Sometimes, hell, you know, I've worked in porn. What, what would what would porn be without nudity? Really, 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 really bad short films. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and normally, I'm the one acting in those really, really bad. <laughs> short part of the film before they get to the sex stuff because you know no matter what you've heard uh, no, they, nobody's got me screwing on camera i well i'm not a it's not the uh the even some of the acting is not bad in it. it's just if you take out the sex it's a really bad short film it's like i came here with your pizza mm. thanks for my pizza bye and i and i really tell please somebody tell me where that porno exists I don't, okay. remember, I don't remember every one of those. Okay, hey, make that a trivia question. Tell me okay, which porno where that scene actually exists because that exists in everybody's parody of a porn or when anybody's describing porn. It's like, you're here for your pizza. What's up? <laughs> Three guesses. You know, I mean, it's. You know, okay? yeah. Even in Family Guy, they made a reference to it. Right. When Lewis little... did porn, it was still a pizza guy. I know that there was this one, it was sausage things where they cut a glory hole in the pizza box and then is hey is that a, is that a large it's an extra large you know so, <laughs> so i know that happened but that happened only a few years ago compared to how long that trope has been around so guys tell us where that trope came from and we'll give you an atv ride at off-road rentals in palm springs california a float at true rest sedona or las vegas or a painting from pino's palette so um, I do want to give a quick shout out to our current partners, Adrian Alcatar Hair Studio. Thank you for always making me red carpet ready. Aspen Mills Bread Company awesome ch- does awesome charity work. Jennifer uh, McVeigh, she's a hypnotherapist. We've had her on the show. We'll have her on again. Off-road, rento- off-road Rentals and Pinot's Palette, they do our giveaways. The Palm Springs Diet, you want to get skinny, you know to go to Dr. Russ. And Makeup um, by Linda is Beauty by Linda. I'll put up a link. She did an amazing job. She did me, got me red carpet ready. So I just wanted to, to do those shout outs and say, that'll be our giveaway. Tell us where that pizza thing came from. <laughs> and not the most recent one with some, with what Paul was saying. <laughs> yeah. It was like sausage.com or how, how it's made, how the sausage is made.com. Yeah. Not, not that one. I want to know where it actually came from. Cause it's, this has been going on forever. I mean, this trope's been around since the seventies, eighties. So there had to be some porno of some hairy person out there somewhere. 
Right. But I mean, there's also other things like, well, the guys are never good looking and the girls are, you know, that's like, well, actually, some of those guys are pretty good looking, you know. James Dean's cute. Well, I mean, look, Ron Jeremy. Yes, I get it. He is an acquired taste. He's a nice guy. <laughs> he is a very nice guy. And he's got nine and three quarter inches of soul. So I know, did not know that. <laughs> I did not want to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, no, that's just what I do. Okay, so he has a big peenie. That's like the cell with him. Right, and then but, the camera adds 10 pounds, so it looks like it's going to something that's going to influence the tides. So that there you go. Right. I, I don't know. I, I love Ron when I say this, but he looks like a garden gnome to me. Yeah. Or the, he looks like the, he looks like the you know uh, Mario and Luigi's uh, brother, third brother that nobody really talks about. It's like no, he looks like Mario and Luigi's great uncle Fred. Or that. Yeah, it's it's not. Oh, it really is. It really is not. I, I don't want to think about that. That's just got. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, Ron is probably the reason that trope exists. <laughs> Please don't tell him I said that. <laughs> don't don't anyone tell him that was said. But I, I can't think of, you know, I, I don't know that many unattractive porn guys. I know a lot of attractive porn guys. Mm-hmm. Are there any other are there, are there any Fugmo ones? Ron doesn't count. <laughs> There's always one or two, and they're generally the ones who are paying for most of the production and things like that. So you know. Oh, see, those aren't real porn actors. Those the owner operators. Yeah. The, owner, the owner operators, basically. Those are perverts that are using this to get laid. Right, which is something you can do with porn. You know. It's something you can do with movies. You fund a film, I will put you in that film. Mm. Yeah. Yep. You know, you may end up on mostly on the cutting room floor, but I'll right. put you in that film. Yeah. Like yeah. it's 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 true. You fund films, you can be in movies. Mm-hmm. That's not a hard thing. Right. Or uh, yeah, but some sometimes you know you get the funding and you get you're starring and directing and you wind up with something like Dance with the Wolves or if, if anybody can get this reference, you wind up with Taste the Golden Spray. So uh, and that's and that's not a porn title. I swear to God. I have never heard of this movie. It's it's not really a movie. It's a, well, it's it's a fictitious movie that exists in another movie. Fair movie. enough. And not porn. <laughs> it's a, it's, this is not a porn reference. Not porn. It has Mark Wahlberg in it, and not the not Boogie Nights. So yeah, there well, you go. Boogie Nights is good. Here's a question: Is it like the Marky Mark Mark Wahlberg, or is it like Mark Wahlberg? Mark. Wahlberg? Uh, it's a little bit more of a Marky uh, than a Mark. Gotcha. Because it's um, uh, all right. I'll just say it. Uh, <laughs> it's the one where he plays the the hitman who's worried about people not liking him. Called I the did... big called the big hit. And the... I'm guessing this was not like a top grossing film. No, but it's fantastic. I'll have to check uh, it out. It's called he, the big hit. Yes, he kidnaps the daughter of who he thinks is the daughter of a billionaire, but it turns out. He decided to spend all of his money and fortune on a movie that he was a star of called Taste the Golden Spray. Oh, my God. So when they find out they kidnapped this girl and, oh, she ain't worth shit. But then other things happen. But, you know. It's the big hit 1998. So, Uh yeah, this is definitely more Marky than Mark. Mm -hmm. Even though at that point he had done Boogie Nights, I believe. He had, Boogie Nights was excellent. I think yeah. that was 97. Mm, I would agree with that. It's about and that. I, I haven't looked it up, so I don't, don't quote me. I think 98 was Magnolia. So, 
i.e. Marky wasn't in that, but same director. Yeah. I, th- I think so. That was uh, because uh, Heather Graham was in was in Boogie Nights. She was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with our very, very special guest this week. Uh, we're going to be on with Ed Zabel. He's a master photographer with decades of experience creating images that sell, um, relate an idea or represent a personal product in the best possible light. He's globally published, respected at the forefront of his professional uh, photographic community. He's really, really awesome. Um, so if you guys want to know how to get gorgeous, I know you write in about headshots and Instagram and all of the crap that I don't know anything about. Now is when you write in your questions. Now would be when you write in because because Paul and I are not going to give you good advice for that in <laughs> any way. <laughs> like, how do I pose for Instagram? I don't know. Uh, you, you know more than I am. I would. You know, you did that whole modeling thing. I did. I did. Um, and I, <laughs> it, it, I did, paid my bills. It and you out still I was never showed me. You've only showed me like a couple of pictures from that. But there's that. Yeah. There's a whole lot of them. There. I found people send them to me on uh, Twitter and different places. They're like, oh, I found this picture of you. I'm like, oh, good. Or they'll find like random things, or they'll find topless photos, or they'll find this, or they'll find that. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad the internet exists. <laughs> um, yeah. Guys, yeah. When we come back, we are going to be on with Ed Sable. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And I do want to remind everyone, before we get on with our special guest, uh, every time Paul and I swear, or our guest swears, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America. We give money to the Humane Society of America. Paul, you're killing me. And Lex is going to kill you. She's going to have to count that. Um, we give money to the Humane Society of America, the Boys and Girls Club of America, and free MMA. So that's not even swearing. Um, <laughs> and it's matched by Voice America. So, guys, I'd like uh, to welcome to the show Ed Sable. Ed, welcome to the show. I would uh, I would like to say, fuck yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank the hell out of you for having, having the balls to uh, have somebody like me help donate to your causes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to get Good a little afternoon. more creative every other week just to make just just to basically irritate her assistant. Yeah. Love you, Lex. It's for a good cause. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. Lex yeah. gets so mad because she sits there at the end and has to count it. It's <laughs> a good job for her. Keeps her yeah. busy. Oh yeah, she may one day kill Paul over it. Just FYI. One day. <laughs> one day, yeah. <laughs> We go to Phoenix. What happened? She's uh, digging a hole. Uh, I had to talk with Paul about how much she was swearing. Just remember how big the hole is. If you figure out whether or not, I'm in it. All right? Deal. Now, Ed, I know, I, you know I've met you. You're a, a great guy. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Um, whew. Personal life or professional? We'll start with professional since you introduced me as a photographer. I'm a commercial photographer. I've been shooting for uh, longer than most people have been alive. Um, I started in the 70s in the military as a uh, as a uh, photographer in the uh, public affairs office of the 82nd Airborne Division, and then got into very commercial work and uh, yeah, lived in Texas for a while. Now I'm in uh, I was in LA for a long time, and now I'm in beautiful Palm Springs, California. And then, and yeah, Palm, well, Palm Springs side. is getting a little hot. Now, we've had a lot of people write in. Oh. I'm going to ask you um, a whole bunch of personal questions and a whole bunch of professional questions. But the first question yeah. anyone asks, and we get about 300 of them on um, Twitter, is how mm-hmm. do you take a good photo for Instagram? Apparently, my response, who cares, is is not appropriate. <laughs> oh, you're so old school. Instagram is important, damn it. Um People it keep saying depends this. on your gender. It depends on your gender. Uh, if you're a woman, uh, you don't really need a photographer. Uh, you just need a good mirror. And uh, apparently, uh, the ability to show off your ass. And uh. if you're a young man, uh, just show what you're doing and create a story so that uh, people find you interesting and will follow your story. That being said, if you if you truly take it seriously, you never do selfies. Um, you even if you have to set the camera up on uh, whatever kind of stand or anything, and you put a self timer on it, even a selfie stick is uh, those are the iPhone and the selfie stick. Of course, are the bane of my existence because 
at this point, I actually compete with that crap. But seriously, uh, how? Haven't you seen the headshots well, lately? Because Yes, yeah, I ignore them. They're what terrible. Comes, what comes out of iPhones is great-looking uh, photos. And you used to have to know how to light, and now there's an app for that. And, uh, you used to have to have how to retouch. Now there's an app for that, too. Now there's an app for that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, girls are retouching themselves uh, poorly, but they can do it. And uh, that's that's another piece of advice is do not over-retouch yourself. Uh, I mean, people... Uh, naturally have some kind of flaw if you over retouch you know and, and of course the silly ears and the dog nose that's just ridiculous after a while one or two <laughs> is cute but but seriously <laughs> one or two is enough but it is important to have someone else uh it, or at least give the appearance that someone else is photographing wow. you so that you look like you're interesting enough to be photographed by someone else and then post those. Now, I, that's, I constantly that's probably tell the people, best Instagram advice I can give you. I constantly tell people do not take your own headshots on iPhone. Um, no, a mirror does not count. Thank you. Um, <laughs> use a photographer, <laughs> they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. can, can you back me up on this one and explain why? Because. My response, because I say so, again, doesn't count. <laughs> well, it's your show. You get to say so. <laughs> but, yeah, meanwhile, back in reality, um, there's, there's uh, a few reasons. And the number one, I would say, is you cannot be objective about your, uh, your own image. We all uh, look in the mirror and we find our best vantage point. And this is something that I noticed after years of shooting people. And uh, when I was young, making the mistake of having a mirror on set and, you know, competing with the model's attention and saying, please don't look in the mirror, look in the camera, or look with me, follow my instruction. But it's something that we all naturally do when we walk by a mirror uh, or walk up to a mirror. You hit the angle that you like to look at yourself in, that you find the most pleasing. That may or may not be your best angle, and it may or may not be what a casting director is looking for. And so, A, you cannot be objective about yourself. Secondly you probably have no experience in casting, so you don't know what kind of lighting, what kind of background, what kind of shirt, what you just don't know shit about what casting directors are looking for. Actually, a, a good headshot is an incredibly boring uh, photograph. You know, you don't use dramatic lighting or anything like that. They just want open lighting, a good, simple expression, want some light in your eyes, have some idea of what I'm calling in before you come in uh, for a casting call. And it's really, really important because if you show up and your your uh, your headshot is deceptive, and I've sat at the table numerous times, many times, and it's aggravating. Say, well, sure, wish you looked yeah. anything like this piece of paper that I have, or this image that I have on the screen in front of me, because you don't. And thanks for wasting my time and yours. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you always look like you're getting catfished on people. Tinder. You know, yeah, I, I hate that. I hate that. Or I hate when I, when I get that and they've done something to look a certain way and come in and they've clearly overtouched themselves, use a ton of makeup, whatever yep. else. Um, I'm sure. looking, you sure. know, I, I 
the more generic it is, the more I can see you as any character, the more anyone can see you as any character. And right. right. So you've obviously, both of you have obviously been there. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. We need yeah. the canvas. Yeah. We don't yeah. need, yeah. you know, we don't need the finished product. Yeah. yeah don't paint it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and a, uh, an experienced headshot photographer, and there's a big difference, especially in Los Angeles, headshot photographers, if you walk outside and throw a rock, it's probably Generally, gonna you're going to hit somebody who's actually taking pictures of somebody for their headshots. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it your friend with a camera is not a photographer. <laughs> Instead of lighting, they basically, if you come out here at magic hour... You're gonna mm-hmm. if you drive down uh, Santa Monica, you're gonna see at least three people getting their headshots taken. Yep, uh, on any given day, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. You can yeah. time it to magic and, hour, but you know that's so. Uh, so that seems to yeah, be when they're booking most of their job. Good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you're going to go with available light, and I'm not much of an available light shooter, I like to have a lot more control with actual studio lighting. Right. But if you're going with uh, available light, really, uh, north light, uh, interior north light, if you know what that means, um, is really the best. See, here's Uh, here's the problem. No, people don't know what that means. And they're still trying to take their own photographs in a professional way. Okay. It's bizarre. Okay. Uh, All right. If if you want to try and do it yourself, go ahead. Have a big old time. And here's a great piece of advice for you. Uh, stand in a doorway in the shadow of uh, out of the direct light that's coming in from the doorway or the window. Make certain that it's not uh, a window that the sun streams through. That means uh, it would be facing the north. Uh, The sun never comes through uh, the north and or from the north. It's east, west, most of us understand that if you're not a millennial. And, uh, yeah, I said that. And then do your selfie that way with your face toward the window. So it's a nice, beautiful, uh, soft, open light. No direct light. No harsh shadows and all of that. And that, that also puts uh, a nice big window like that, opens up your eyes, and it um, adds sparkle and so forth. And it's, it, that is as close to what we're talking about is you can get on your own in my opinion see that's what people that's that's what people miss though (laughs) you're a photographer your opinion Mm -hmm. on photographs is literally the only one that matters you and the casting director it doesn't matter if people think they look good it doesn't matter if you think you look good on your instagram it's what people respond to Um, I, I just, I don't think people should be trying to take their own professional shots. I think they just don't, they don't take what's needed. You know, I have people, I say, send me a professional shot and I get someone in a bikini. <laughs> yeah. Now those Where, shots, I'm kind of okay with those shots. So just let I, me I get, okay, that's just because well, you're perfect. They don't bother me um, either, but. Uh, yeah, see, I'm not <laughs> alone in this. Plus I'm trying to get some I'm work just, done. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd rather, you know, there's no way. And a, a photographer is not going to let you do that. They're going to come in and go, okay, we need, you know, the standard shot. We need some professional shots. We need some different things here. Right. 
And you yep. need and, that experience. And we know how to it's do, the biggest thing you... Yeah, we know how to do a headshot, uh, a quarter, three-quarter, full length. We know what all that means. We know when it's applicable, uh, et cetera, and, and how to deliver it and so forth. And amateurs just don't understand that stuff. That's it. Now, what was, um, what's the, you've worked in the film industry in a whole bunch of different capacities. Um, what was the most interesting part of the industry for you? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, well, production course uh i had fun art directing uh a feature once um but i suppose the most interesting part was my my midlife crisis rather than buying a sports car i took a little soiree into the adult industry i i heard you i, I came in a few minutes early and was uh, eavesdropping on you and, yeah. uh, you were talking about ron ron jeremy mm-hmm. <laughs> my my memory of ron jeremy is uh at the avn awards one year <laughs> Standing there eating sausages off the uh, deli tray at some some after party, but anyway, um, that is yeah, the I most accurate description I think I've ever heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> just FYI, lurking around in the background, getting eating. something to eat for free. Yep, <laughs> that's it's the free man. part that I think is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys, yeah, okay, you guys know him. All right. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to hose him down once. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, not kidding. Is that a story I, I appropriate? Just, I just <laughs> that story will take up 10 minutes of your time here on the show, so that'll pour another time. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll right. say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I knew him. He, uh, he, hit on, he hit on most of the people I know. He's, he's a good guy. I've known him since I was like 17. I've known Paul since then, too. As far as interesting, it, it was... Of course, it's interesting for all the reasons that uh, people, especially men, expect. You know, most men, that's their fantasy. Oh, I would love to produce porn. And you say that until you actually get on a real set uh, with real porn stars. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, I was really surprised. The first major uh, shoot that I did, that I directed, I, I, I actually didn't want to have sex for, and I'm an incredibly sexual person or at least used to be uh i didn't want to have sex for a couple weeks it just it just kind of took all the the fun out of sex it was just i don't know there's something almost animalistic about it um really did not care for uh i I loved the creative freedom that was wonderful um some of the people that i worked with some were absolutely wonderful to work with uh, some of them, um, I will just reserve comment and you fill in the blank with your own imagination, which is why I very quickly transitioned over into the fetish world and I produced a series wow. of videos called The, the Art of Bondage, uh, which were very successful at the time. And uh, that's, that was probably my most fun uh, production uh, experience because uh, it was just absolutely do whatever I want and it was it was a, a complete artistic expression and it was back before I was one of the first photographers who applied commercial 
actually commercial photographer skills to the fetish genre, uh, bondage in particular. Uh, at that time, uh, everything was, you know, the fake brick walls in somebody's basement with red candles and tacky uh, candle holders. And I was uh, actually the first one to shoot at uh, what's called high key, um, where I really took it into the light and I showed the beauty and the beautiful aspects of uh, fetish and specifically bondage. Um, which was fun. It was it was great. Um, again, uh, there were no creative awesome. boundaries. Got to got to do whatever I wanted. So, yeah. Uh, really answer, cool. uh, There's more money in fetish too. So, yeah. well, the the only part of oh, that I is, see yeah. is when I walk in, Alexis has some poor guy tied up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, don't you call that Monday though? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right? <laughs> Though I have fallen for when she's trying like to practice that, things, she'll she's come in girl. with these silk ties, walk over and go, put your hands mm-hmm. out. I need to practice something. I'm I'm dumb enough, and I've mm-hmm. done it more than once. I'm like, what are you practicing? Well, she's tying my arms up. She's like, just yeah. not. Next thing you know, you're tightly bound and going, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I hope and, she didn't And Alexis says that. those words that you just don't want to hear, like, okay, I'm going to the store. I'll be back in two hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have done that. <laughs> I've oh, left God. one just so for dinner here. My assistants <laughs> might be might be well. coming in. I don't know who's going to drop in, but I'm going out for a cup of coffee, and I really did. It was great. <laughs> no, nothing like That's sitting awesome. there having a cup of coffee in the afternoon, knowing you've got a sub tied up back in the studio. It's it's that's good times. You know, Alexis is but, sitting there somewhere now taking notes. <laughs> no, I, had, I had a similar yeah, experience she, with an ex-girlfriend where I went out to get more hydrated and then I noticed that there was an episode of Will and Grace I wanted to watch oh god it was, this is the first <laughs> run and John Cleese was guest starring on it so that's why I wanted to watch it so yeah well there you go uh, that's mm, just yeah mm. <laughs> yeah I've, I've just learned the hard way with Alexis if she says stick your hands out I want to check something don't because those knots are mm-hmm. damn hard to undo. And my dad was in the Navy. Um, and I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I grew up tying knots and kind of those. Mm-hmm. And I know my knots. But, and uh, I, yeah. I've, just, I've learned that. Or if you go in and some poor guy's tied to the bed, you just close the door and walk away. It's the only thing mm-hmm. you can do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't play with somebody else's uh, sandbox. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? No, I, I just I don't want to go in. All I want is hand sanitizer and coffee at that point. I'm done. Like, but it's a great oh, way to wake up. Oh, wake up quicker oh, than coffee. Listen to you. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we've got about five minutes for the close of the show. We didn't get to any questions <laughs> again um, from 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 Twitter, so we're going to get some hate mail there. But I'd like well, to ask one: Can I get you on the show again? Two: Can you tell everyone where to find you online? I would be more than happy to come back and, and uh, yammer on about anything <laughs> photographic or spiritual. I don't know if you sound, found that side of me. I did take a uh, seven-year sabbatical from the profession to uh, pursue a, uh, we'll say, a spiritual path and uh, wrote a couple books on uh, meditation and spirituality and uh, taught for a while and made a lot of recordings. You can find me at edzabel.com, E-D-Z. A-B-E-L dot com on Facebook uh, and on Instagram at Zabel Photography. And if you're interested in uh, the other side of me, uh, because we are all multidimensional uh, beings, that's Mel Zabel, same last name, 
different pronunciation, dot com, M-E-L-Z-A-B-E-L. Just Google it, and you can find all sorts of info on me. Things that I've done in that genre. And uh, what else? Yes, I would. Uh, I'm based in Palm Springs, available globally. I work in Los Angeles. Um, easy to book me. I'm actually... Uh, Okay, it's very seldom I do any fetish work. I, it's probably been 10 years since I've done any serious fetish work. But uh, I'm back at doing commercial work and just absolutely loving it. And um, would be more than happy to field any kind of questions uh, that anybody has. Uh, feel free to email me through my website or oh, uh, the, reach out. Yeah, go, so go to, I was like, don't give out your email. Yeah, so go to his website. Oh, so. I mean, <laughs> I've had people oh, wait, give out their here, phone here, numbers. Here's on here. I'm one like, for the don't phone. do that. Shit, I ain't. I'm not going to give out my fucking email address to anybody <laughs> under any goddamn in- circumstances. What the fuck? There you go. There's there's four of them for the for the donations. Exactly. That's 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 for the donations. It's good for charity. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, so I'm going to hold yes, you to coming I, I back on. I to point out you said that on air. Okay. It's a deal. And hey, I want to say fine. thank you very, very much for coming on. I, we have a whole bunch of questions about Instagram. Obviously, we didn't get anywhere near. I don't know why it's such a big deal, yeah. but apparently it's a thing. It's this, this this Instagram thing is important to people. Well, it is important for it. It's a future marketing strategy that it's important to start taking it seriously now. Oh, absolutely. That's a I'm whole other topic. So we can go into that if you like. But another I think time, I'm sure. Yeah, it's very, very important. So I want to say thank you very, very yeah. much for joining us on the show. And a Absolutely. very special thank you to my co-host, uh, Paul Michael Bolland, host mm. of The Militant Moderate. And everyone can find you, Paul? Uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. So, yeah, I'm still working. Okay. <laughs> still, I'm, too much of, still, I'm still much of a perfectionist over this crap. I really just got to cut dry. All right. Just, yeah, Sorry. just, just, Sorry. just cut Sorry. it. Just, just, just record just, uh, your cut. Yeah, it's easier. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Lots of things to talk about this week too. So there we go. Exactly. Right. You got you got a lot of ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say thank you to you guys and thank you for joining us. Thank you for our very very special guest. Thank you to our, of course the uh, the people that own my ass. And we will see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.